Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news? All right, I'll do. Sign up now and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. Mintmobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45 equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG. In the market for investment-worthy bags, watches, and fine jewelry, Rebag is the answer. Rebag is a luxury resale platform where each piece is carefully inspected by experts to ensure quality and authenticity. Use Rebag to buy and sell finds from the world's top brands, including Louis Vuitton, Chanel, and Cartier. Head to Rebag.com and get up to 15% off your first purchase as a member with code REBAGNEW. Shop today at Rebag.com. That's R-E-B-A-G.com. And use promo code REBAGNEW for up to 15% off your first purchase as a member. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. Recently, I asked Mint Mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation. They said yes. And then when I asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous two-year contracts, they said, what the f*** are you talking about, you insane Hollywood ass!" So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows full terms at mintmobile.com. Hello and welcome to the 22nd episode of Tender Loving Care, question mark, with your host, myself, Pauline, and my darling, Kate. Every week, Kate and I break down two shows from the TLC network, the name of the network that I believe for the longest time was an acronym for Tender Loving Care. And when I found out that it actually stood for the Learning Channel, and I saw the types of shows that are on that channel, my deep confusion bred this podcast. Each week, Kate and I will randomly select two shows to cover for the next episode by spinning the Wheel of Shame, which has all 113 shows and counting that we will be studying. Good evening, Katie, Kate, 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 Kate. Bon Oh, bon oui. Oh, <laughs> I'm a zelle. It's I, bon. I am bon. on a 14 day streak with French. Oh, très bien, très bien. Très That's bien. so good. Well done. Now, before we know it, we're going to be doing the podcast in French. <laughs> in France. In en France. France. En it will be amazing. And listeners, any of you that were from France, we will be asking to stay with you, as you know. Um, Kate, having said that, I always like us, you know, to just discuss the new countries we're in. Um, Kate and I got a little shocked because we've gone to another continent, Kate. We've, we have now in another continent. I mean, it's thrilling. That's all I can say. Wait, have we gotten a South America one yet? No, but we got South Africa. That's what, yeah. Because, okay, so listeners, what happened is, is once again, I promise you, it, I, I don't see your addresses or anything stalkerish or names. I just see country. We see, we see countries and we see towns. That's all we see, right? So it's very, very vague. It's not like, you know, 14 King Street in London. It's just like London. But um, 
we saw, I'm just noticing how dirty my computer is. I'm sorry. Um, so I just looked the other day and I was like, Cape Town, Cape Town, South Africa. Yes, we have a listener. I don't know any African. If I did, I would butcher it and try and attempt it right now. But welcome our listener from South Africa. And then we also just today pop up a pop up from Sweden. I mean, amazing. Okay. All these places. When we go on, I mean, we've already said, look, Kate and I are realistic about our goals. We're starting at Golden Road Brewery. That's our first live in Los Angeles. Mm -hmm. TBD. And then then we have, I think we should do, do you think we should go continent by continent or just do a world, a world tour? World tour. Spice Girls, baby, world tour. I think we'll start, we'll start, you know, stateside. Sure, sure. You know, start. Sure. Get the momentum going. And then, you know, all the overseas folks will just be begging for us to come. And yeah, I think, I mean, you know, if we're going to be real about it, we will have backpacks, a microphone sticking out a pocket of a backpack, and Mm -hmm. we will be knocking on a lot of doors. Surprise! (laughs) So they've won a prize or something to be on the podcast, but they didn't know they'd really entered it. And then we'll be like, yep, you're going to be on our podcast. Can we just just crash here tonight? Very intrusive Ed McMahon situation. I can just picture us like backpacking. We're in a hostel, and I'm just like, (laughs) I have my equipment, my recording equipment just like, under my arms it's my baby sleeping with it on my chest and I'm just watching Cody Brown going what the fuck (laughs) um but no you know what we're putting it out there no 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 first class travel great hotels that's what because trust me I've done the hostels I did the hostels for many many years traveling Mm -hmm. and no 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 (laughs) No more. more for Polly um listeners something I want to discuss with Kate right now and it is it's not on the theme of TLC but TLC adjacent we've spoken about levels of reality tv you know bottom of the barrel is the we network right like love after lockup and all of that so that's the really bottom of the barrel then you've got your TLC and obviously Kate what's the network that's at the very very top bravo absolutely bravo um so I so I know that a lot of people that listen to us right now are also lovers of Bravo. So Kate and I had back and forth about 15 texts text or audio notes the other day, just breaking down one of no, the best television show that has been produced in the past 20 to 25 years. And Kate, what, what am I talking about? Ultimate Girls Trip, Ex-Wives Club, Going to the Berkshires, whatever it's called. Oh, yes, yeah, something, something along those lines. It is a spin-off of The Real Housewives where they it's the Ultimate Girls Trip. This is season two. I actually didn't watch season one, even though losing it, which is crazy. But they went somewhere exotic to an island. This time, they are all in and locked in bluestone manor in the Berkshires um see I say Berkshires because I'm actually went to school in Berkshire in England but I know in America they call it the Berkshires so Berkshires um in Massachusetts Dorinda's house guys if you anyone listening that hasn't watched this I cannot tell you enough turn off the potty right now we're okay Sweden South Africa wherever you are 
turn it off and go and watch this because it is as Kate and I kind of broke down and then I mean both of us were working but we were like no let's take this time to break down the girls trip Kate what we had kind of discussed is everything you miss from the early or even up to like season eight is my favorite Real Housewives of New York when you have drunken fights it's got to be number one right drunken fights old grudges we even get like behind the scenes they go back to like season two of Real Housewives of Beverly Hills and like do you remember when you filmed that and they start fighting about that they're in great restaurants they're having great because you don't you love the fights in Real Housewives obviously that's that's the key but I love it when it's over a great dinner as well like ruining a dinner right set it up to be really fabulous and amazing and then tear it all down and be dancing on the table by the end yes there's no fourth wall in this there isn't you see the cameras yeah you see the cameras they talk about being reality stars they talk about oh she's just starting this fight because she wants her housewives moment right now and it's incredible the joy that I got from watching those episodes is measurable we were honestly nearly in tears and we're states away, but we were connected by the heart through the love of the Real Housewives. All I'm going to say, guys, if you haven't watched it, you must go and see. You've got Jill. I even semi like Jill Zarin on this. That is how insane it is. Dorinda, Dorinda. The, listen, I made notebooks with her face on it. I love Dorinda. I She is my... She's an icon, absolute icon, one of the best housewives that there's ever been. Mm-hmm. But when her seat, it all started in Cartagena. Whatever happened when she went to Colombia, whatever happened to her, it started with that fight with Lou, that meanness. You'd seen her nasty before with Sonia and, you know, turnstile and ticket in the townhouse, put an easy pass on your vagina. Like we remember all of those fights with Dorinda, but there was always just this random makeup the next day of like, ah, oh, it's okay. We're fine. But she's starting. She's starting. And that was it. She did start. She started in Cartagena the following season. What she did to Tinsley was so appalling. She was fired. Oh, I'm sorry. Put on pause. Andy told me I was put on pause. <laughs> It's the biggest bunch of bullshit. Anyway, I say this to say that in this show, The Ultimate Girls Trip, she's so angry. It's black. It's like darkness. Kate, she's gone. Like, where is Dorinda of season six, season seven? She is, and I hate to say this, but like a husk of a woman. She is like, she's a shadow of her old self. And it's a dark shadow, dark, dark shadow. and. She just has not ever fully processed the passing of her late husband. And sorry, what was his name? It always slips my mind. Who the fuck is Richard? I'm kidding, guys, because that's all she speaks about. And, you know, if you go back to, I think it was like season eight or eight, one of the, as I say, one of my best seasons, when Bethany's there and they're all laying into Sonia and she laid into her really hard about Sonia won't forget the past. All she does is talk about the past. All she does is talk about the married life. And Bethany pointed out, as she always does, that, you know, Sonia, yeah, she does harken back to the life that she has, right? But she doesn't talk about her ex-husband. Dorinda still talks about, Dorinda talks about Richard as if he passed yesterday. And listen, 
I am fully acquainted with grief as all of us are. And I imagine losing a husband, that grief stays with you a lifetime. But her processing it is if she's in the stage that he just died yesterday. And it's terrifying. It's over a decade now, right? Yeah, because they're going to celebrate it. I just realized we could we could talk for hours about this. And it's oh, not fair to gosh. listeners. I'm sorry, listeners. If you're not familiar with Real Housewives, none of that probably made sense. But all we're saying is, I have a feeling some of you do watch Housewives. Go and watch that because Kate and I are obsessed. All right, so... Any other (laughs) clip? Um, Any other housekeeping you want to take care of before we dive in, Kate? No, let's just go in. Go ahead, then, when you're ready. Okay, so the Wheel of Shame gave us some interesting (laughs) shows this week. Uh The first that we'll be discussing is called Married by Mom and Dad. Whatever you're thinking, that's what it is. When the modern ways of dating don't work, four singles go to the two people who know them best, their parents, in hopes of finding their soulmates and walking down the aisle. Aww. Now, (laughs) where to start? I want to make something very clear on the top of this. Okay, first of all, two points. First point, oh, well, some background info is two seasons, uh, 10 episodes in season one. I think it was the same in season two. Okay. First thing I want to say is that going into this, I thought, Kate, I'm not sure about you. I thought it was going to be a lot more staged and game showy-ish. Not really a game show, but more obviously staged than it actually was if that makes any sense. And we'll go through it because I, because what you realize is it's 100% young people, by the way, a lot of these people like under 30, which Kate and I have said, no one should have kids or get married before they're 30. Um, but deciding I'm, I'm completely ready. I, my career settled in a lot of them. They're like, I just know I want to get married. I'm sick of dating. I think this will work. And it was genuine. These parents went on this ride with them for like six months, were interviewing people. Um, The people were very much like fully into it and participants. And you slowly see all the, and then when they get married, it's not some stage TV wedding. They're in a proper wedding dress. They're in a proper either chapel or wherever they are with a big, you know, dance afterwards. You meet the parents, some of which are furious because they're like, why have you done this? And you, and then logistics. Besides all of that, right, you then see them go home afterwards. They've married a complete stranger mm. and they just go, um, so where do you live? Oh, right. You live there. I mean, it's bananas, Kate. It's very strange to watch because we're not accustomed to this. I did, I was research, you know, type, type, type researching Mm -hmm. as I do. And according to ABC news, 60% of all marriages in the world are arranged. I read that Mm, from a website. I copy and pasted it in my notes. I don't know how accurate that is, but that's what the website said. Mm. And I was like, Mm. that's interesting. Like, I think it's just very strange to us because it's not the norm. But in some cultures, this is just like how, how it's done. That's a good point. And I think that 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 is very important to bring up because 
this is the big difference though and i absolutely do believe in um in england we we say uh when we're talking about people from india or pakistan uh, we say the asian population i know it's different the way you phrase you classify asian in america but we would say asian population there's been many people that i've known personally growing up in england with a huge indian population huge pakistani population um that have arranged marriages and they've been extremely successful of course not all of them but a lot of them have however they were brought up with that cultural mindset. They were brought up in a very, very, very different manner than some spoiled brat football player that we meet in season two that wants to get married, quote, so I can stop cheating on my girlfriends. That's the difference. That's the difference. Boom, roasted. That's so true. And I was thinking about it too, kind of what, what made these people sign up for this? Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Honestly, I think that some people just want to be told to do like it, it brings them peace to have fewer choices to make. And if someone could just arrange and plan their whole life, that would make them really happy. I think that's great. I think that's valid. I think, and people are tired. I think people are tired of trying to date with the majority of people that have either rushed into marriages too young that didn't work out Mm -hmm. and they have then a fear of whatever wanting to get married again. Um, So that part of the people that you're dating, if you want to get married, is really, really hard because they never will. They still want to mess around. Um, And dating can be exhausting if you don't know what you want. And I think a lot of these people didn't have a single clue. They focused on the fact of dating's really hard. I've got to go through, I meet a load of people. They're all wrong. Well, you know what? Take a minute, sit back, figure out what you want, what you don't want, because you'll eliminate people a lot faster that way. But these people were just like, you know what? I just can't bother to date anymore. Should I just get married? Let's just get married. All right, you find this show will be perfect. And they're Looney Tunes. The... That is so true. And you're always, mm-hmm. Pauline, you've always said this to me too. You're like, write it down, you know, have it, have it laid out what you want. Yep. And yep. literally all these women were just like, and the moms, is he tall? He's got to be tall. He's got to be tall. Got to be attractive. The guys always say, oh, got to be attractive. The, you know, are they going to, is he? Gonna, is she going to fuck my son every night? We'll get to that. Well, yeah, we'll get to that. I mean, all of this is very valid. We'll get into these people individually. The other thing I wanted to say is I also think the second point, just looking at overall of this, is the fact that this show really was about a lot of kids trying to get their divorced parents back together. Did you find that? That was my favorite part was the family dynamics, the parent dynamics. We constantly see people having their parents like, oh my, and there'll be like a load of focus on, yeah, my parents divorced when I was three and don't know how they'll get be back together again. Oh, they've worked together so well. And it's like, hang on, is this, did they just go on this show so their parents could be in the same room again? Like it was, it was really confusing, but I also, you know, I think Kate, the best way is probably season one, we'll just go through each person individually and their story. Mm -hmm. Um, I do also want to say that this is titled Married, by mum and dad, I put slash placeholders. They, these people are like, I want to get married. I don't really care who it is. To be honest, they just want to be in a dress at an altar so they can 
as Kate, we've said this many times, we know people that are like that. They just want to tick it off. Done. Married. See, it doesn't matter who it is, dude. They've, they really, it doesn't matter. They just want a wedding. They don't want a marriage. They want a wedding to say I'm married. It's pathetic. To say it and to get their parents off their back. I think there's a lot of pressure with some of these parents to just, what's yeah. wrong with you? You know, you're 32. Why aren't you married? What's going on? And mm-hmm. they're like, mm-hmm. okay, fucking fine. I'll just marry, I'll marry uh, her. Fine. Great. Let's just, let's just do it. Yeah. So Kate, do you want to start us off with the first person that I have here on season one is um, Maravik in New York. <laughs> I, had a soft spot. I had a soft spot for this whole family. So Maravik, uh, she is, how to describe her, kind of a sourpuss. Do you think? <laughs> I don't know. She's Maybe a- it's just an, I don't know. I'm kind of scared of New Yorkers. and <laughs> I embrace, I embrace wholeheartedly. Um, I think what the first thing that struck me with Maravik is because they kind of set up all these people the same, right? They you saw them and then you saw the their parents and the whole premise is the same. The parents come in, they go, "What do you want out of someone?" And it's all generic bullshit. Like you said, I want him tall, I want him to dance. Not like you know what? I need him to be in a career where he's going to move forward. I need to know that he likes to travel. I need to know that he would want to stay in this state. I need to know whether he wants kids. None of that. None of that discussed. Uh, one of the questions that was given was, how do you like your women in a one piece or a bikini? That's what one of these stepmothers asked the, the future. Anyway, so Maravik, it opens up with her and she actually lives with her mum and dad, Edna and Manny. First thing I thought is, why has nobody got a duvet on their bed? I find it very upsetting. <laughs> okay. I find it extremely upsetting that people have thin sheets or a blanket you must have a duvet no (laughs) no (laughs) as i sit on my blanketed bed i need to okay let's cut that it's it's 106 degrees here pauline yeah well okay maybe you get an exemption she lives in new york state where it gets like minus 106 she needs a duvet Enough of these weird little blankets that are on her bed. Get a nice duvet. Anyway, we see her, see the mum dead. She is this tiny little thing, Kate. Did you see she's five foot one? Very short. Teeny tiny. And the parents are lovely. Um, they just, Early on, they said something extremely tragic. She's a brother and she's a sister. And she, they'd lost the brother um, to suicide very recently, I think. So that was heartbreaking, mm-hmm. heartbreaking to listen to, you know, her story and her closest to her brother. And so already you're like, let's get this for her. You know, let's figure out. And she's definitely someone that is like, but he just goes on a lot of disastrous dates. I just got that feeling from her. She's not putting up with shit, which I appreciated. I really liked her parents and I felt Mm -hmm. like she was Mm -hmm. kind of rude to them a lot of the time. Yeah, I think she was. I think that came from her own frustration. She was 34 and she says she's just had terrible picks and of boyfriends. And she says, I just want to be married. I just want to be married. My parents have been married for so long. They're going to figure it out. And she gives them like barely anything. I mean, obviously they don't show you all behind the scenes, but she's just like, I want him to have hair 
Um, but none of these crucial questions are asked about children, about where you want to live, career, travel, just nothing. You're so, you're so right. You know what the show needed was a host. It needed like mm. a third. I feel like a third party could like come in, not the whole time, but just like at the beginning to like come in and be like, so what are you looking for? And kind of like coach them like a, like a matchmaker type of person. You know, he would have been great. Patty Sorry. Stanger. No, I hate oh. that. Oh, I'll tell you a story about her in Beverly Hills. She is horrendous. I was just um, kidding, but yeah. <laughs> yeah. No, you know, instantly came to my mind. I wanted that early 2000s Canadian host from Style by Jury. That yes. amazing show we covered about 15 shows ago. He was a maniac. He was cruel. He should have been on this show. That would really have improved things here and just force them to get real and get clear yes. about what they need, what they want, what they don't want right at don't, the beginning. Yep. And then so they, true. and then the host can like fuck off the rest of the time. But I, yeah. it just needed like define it, define what it is. Yeah. Guidance. I felt like these people have been told by producers, these parents. Well, so we'll give you a couple of videos. They see videos first, right? And then they go, okay, we'll go and meet with these two or whatever. And then you see them going to meet with these potentials. And with Maverick, uh, Maverick, uh, Maravik's parents, Edna and Manny, um, they saw a couple of videos. By the way, the pics that she had were horrendous. Sorry. They wow. were rough. I just thought she's got no hope already. They they were terrible. So you see Edna and Manny going to the first date and they dressed up and Manny had his tie on. Oh, they were so res- they were such respectable people and mm. just oh, they were wonderful, weren't they? And they were properly smartly dressed because they were gonna go and meet their potential son-in-law. And then Donnie comes in. Donnie. The bald guy in the fedora. What's I'm an artist. Could go wrong. I'm, an, I'm an artist. <laughs> okay. A, a fedora. It ends there. Starts and ends. Then he took it off and he's completely bored. By the way, he sat there with, I put, so rude, sat with a cheap fedora hat on. So rude. You know, a nice dinner restaurant. table yeah. Yeah, with a hat on. And he said he was, oh God, a hip hop artist, entrepreneur. Okay. Those two things come in a sentence. You don't have a job. I just want that to be very, very clear to everyone. And then, well, what, you know, and, and the father's like, well, what would you like to do? Um, I want to be on TV and radio. Yeah, yeah, no shit. I want to be on TV and radio. I have a podcast about TLC shows instead. But, you know, we all wanted to be on TV and radio. Just want to. Doesn't mean he's doing anything about it, but just wants to. I was really laughing when they they forced him to take the hat off they're like they're basically like let us see your head and he pulls off the fedora and they just bust a gut laughing at him right to his face he's bald he's bald he can't be bald he was a moron like he really was and then they had so obviously luckily there wasn't even you know any tiptoe they were like no he's terrible he's not gonna work um I'd written someone else Ben I didn't write any comments so he can't have been that interesting Ben, okay, so um, she's def- so so. First of all, I wanted to mention before we go further that I did see online hmm. from some dumb website that apparently these parents got over the course of a few weeks like dozens of videos. Okay, I'd imagine that. Yeah, yeah. which 
is surprising to me because these are the people they were able to oh, go. Oh, God. <laughs> these were the cream Jeez. of the crop, apparently. Um, so anyways, uh, the next guy, the dad is like really adamant, like, no, mm. no, no. He didn't go to college mm. or whatever. Like he's uncultured blah 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 and she's like come on dad like you can't just judge him like that yeah and then ben comes in and she's like oh he's in a t-shirt and he's never eaten bone marrow he's uncultured Uh, swine like she she was like oh she like immediately saw what dad thought she's like oh Uh, he was right he was right and so the parents are there and then they leave and this this guy was such a jerk he's wearing this really tacky big chain necklace with a t-shirt in a nice restaurant and they're talking and they she hates him he hates her it's just like the worst conversation ever like he's like oh you seem like you get angry quick i can put you back in your place real fast oh oh that's another running theme misogyny throughout both of these so much misogyny (laughs) and she's pissed obviously sure and she's just like oh okay yeah you're gonna put me in my place okay he's like oh you're mad you're mad she's like i'm not mad i'm smiling it was very much like horrible why don't you yeah so that ends and she's like good riddance and then what ended up happening with her i mean the parents just go they took she wanted to still be i don't even have the name written down but there was someone she's like i think i might like him to to one of them i don't know who it was but the dad's like listen none of these are gonna work um it's not happening so then the rest of her story was you know her being upset and saying well look i still have my family and that was kind of the end of her so i don't know what happened to her but she she did not uh meet anyone on married by mom and dad and guess what good because you stay to the rest of them good yeah the her choices were god awful yeah um can i take over mitch because we can no we're gonna both do mitch of because there's a lot on this one and kate definitely wants to dig into a certain area i'm gonna tell you listeners i have something that is gonna blow kate's mind about this story and i haven't told her i nearly text her this is my dedication to the pod. I nearly text Kate the second I had this discovery, okay, about the person we're going to talk about next. A personal discovery about this person I'm going to talk about next. I and do not pray, but I'm praying right now that it is what I think it is. It, I didn't sleep with him, no. <laughs> no, not that. <laughs> <laughs> oh. Oh my God. Okay. Okay. I don't know what you're thinking, but we'll confirm and deny when I tell you the story. But um, I picked up my cell phone to text Kate and I went, no, I went, no, you save it for the potty potty. your reaction has to be live. You have to know when you see. So I just, a brief, we'll both talk about it, but Mitch, this guy Mitch is actually in LA. So I love it whenever there's anyone in LA because I like scope and see like, do I know where he lives? And I did yes. pick it up. They showed he had a townhouse and I was like, that's Culver City. I just knew it was Culver City. Okay, yeah. I see that for so, him. So he's only 31. I mean, these people are young, right? Mm-hmm. And he's a 
he starts to talk about what he does as a job. And he started to remind me of someone facially, like his body, how he dressed. And then he told me, told me, told us his job was he had trained as a sommelier, but he also sells wine. And this is what this other person did. Do you know who I'm talking about, Kate? You don't need to say his name, but he was someone that um, I was very close to, good guy. You can mouth his name. He was uh, engaged. Yeah. Uh, he was exact. Uh, oh, yes. Okay. okay. I just it. mouthed. <laughs> I almost okay. said. Oh, God, no, no. I know, I know. Not that piece of shit. (laughs) Um, (laughs) No, so, um, yeah, this reminded me of someone that I knew really, really well. And Kate knows him as well. And he was, like, dressed kind of the same as him. And he had the same job as him. I was like, this is really weird. He really reminds me of him. Um, So, anyway, we meet him. And he says, look, I've got a good career. I've got money. I know what I want. I want kids. I want to get married. So I'm ready to do it. So why not? So you see his um, pair, his mum, which is that I, oh, that's Eileen. And she comes in and his parents are divorced. And this is the first thing that I'm like, see, he wants his parents back together because April, this is, Mitch is actually a really good one. Yeah. So Mitch's mum and dad, Eileen and Charlie were married. And then Charlie went to a home, like a school reunion and met April, dumped Eileen and married April. And now they're on the show, all three of them. Three of them. This was my favorite part of the whole thing. These three. It was good. And April knew uh, Eileen because they'd gone to school together. So evidently maybe they were school school sweethearts or something, Eileen and Charlie. Mm -hmm. Charlie then saw April and was like, I remember you. So now all of them are together again. So there was a lot kind of build up with Eileen being like, I'm a bit nervous to see them. I don't know what I'm going to be like with April. So they come to LA, they meet at the first time at the dinner and it was kind of fine, but Charlie, the dad looked really happy to see Eileen. Yeah, Charlie is a dog. I'm saying it. He is, oh god, yeah. Oh, you just know he was the worst player in his day. Yeah, hard, terrible husband. You know, you could just tell he was. Oh just, that wasn't the husband. That wasn't the first affair he had, mm. um, but it was the last. So uh, for Eileen, so we see them kind of get together, and the nerves are kind of weird with the three of them. But they work together kind of okay. Several looks from April to Eileen, but overall they're kind of okay. Mm-hmm. Um so they they've all looked at these tapes and how old am I? They've all looked at the VHSs. <laughs> well to be fair, these videos they showed, it looked like they filmed it on like a calculator. Seriously? Like they were so grainy and bad. It was like what it was year a- was this? It was like 2015. It was very odd. I noticed that as well. The camera quality was like so bad. No anyway, brick level. Yeah. yeah. Okay. So they picked uh, three girls to meet, Martha, Rebecca, Emily. And first of all, they, so they go to a restaurant. All three of them are sat there. And the dad is the one that's like, let's talk about sex. Let's ask them how much sex they want. Let's talk about like, like how they like to have sex. And Eileen's like, you can't ask that it's like no sex is really important you felt like he was just about to say and that's why i dumped your ass like you could <laughs> was coming I out have of a very mouth. similar note when he was saying that it felt like a jab to eileen yeah. it was he's like you know how important yeah every time yeah 
So we meet the first woman, Martha, and I just wrote chunky highlights. There was some <laughs> chunky highlights going on. Um, and what, what was this 2015, you say? Is that when it was filmed? I think it was. It was like 2015, they, second season's 2017, I think. They yeah. just seemed so old, like old dressed. It was, I mean, was it that? I don't know. Maybe it was yeah. that 2015, but I guess that's a long time. Yeah, I guess so. But um, so you see Chunky Highlights comes in and they start talking. This is bizarre. I want you to notice this girl, Martha, was 23 years old and she'd just been divorced. Literally months ago she said this on the videotape on the vhs she said um i'm 23 i do da, 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 da. um i have been married before just got divorced ready to get married again uh, Yuck. i'm sorry you, you're 23 dude 23 <laughs> she's take a beat not one <laughs> taken not one taken um she comes to meet them and reveals that she's allergic to sulfates that are in wine. So they're all just like, oh, ooh, <gasps> is that going to be okay? He's a sommelier. I don't know. It's like, it was, Jesus, she'll have a gin and tonic. Shut it up. was better than some of the objections, racist and bigoted that we get later in the seasons. But anyway, so that yes. was, <laughs> that was all right. Um, so they kind of um and are about her, but you know, it's not going to be her. Then they meet Rebecca. I have no idea why they decided this woman to, to even, like I say, like you say, Kate, is this the best that they had? Because Rebecca comes on, she doesn't have anywhere to live self-proclaimed kind of nomad she's like i just want to travel i just want to travel all over the world and and that's it and they're like okay um she's like yeah i just kind of sold everything and traveling which is fantastic that's what you want to do brilliant but this guy is like wants a job wants a kid wants a picket fence wants to stay in america like this is not rebecca um and then we have we have Emily as well. I just want to see at this point when we're meeting them, he, there's some of these characters that we meet that do have a kind of first meeting with the people before the parents reveal we chose her or him. So they don't know who they're going to marry until their wedding day. They really don't until they propose, I guess, yeah. but until their parents tell them, right? But they, some of them do have an opportunity to meet all three. And Mitch was one of them. He did end up meeting all three. And he kind of thought the exact same about Rebecca. He was like, it just wouldn't work. We're completely different. Because he's just like, how do you afford to travel? Like, he was so confused. His date like, um, was so awkward, too. Uh, they just have nothing to talk about. Nothing. At one point, it was silent. And she literally did this. <laughs> It was horrible. <laughs> it was horrible. It was really awful to watch. I was like, get out of there, girl. Go I, to Spania. I will say that Emily, oh, Emily, she took us on a little journey, didn't she, Kate? Um, I want to say one of my pet peeves. Now, listeners will be so surprised to know that I get annoyed by anything. But one of my <laughs> pet peeves Men or women, a nervous giggle. I ca- I cannot stand it with every fiber of my being. Now, listen, I'm not saying that when you're nervous, you don't get, you know, feel anxiety or trip over your words a little bit. I'm talking about people that I don't even know if it is nervous. May just classify it as they're really, really boring because she was. You're just... 
oh hi hi <laughs> and you might have a little oh yeah I'll sit here okay fine um do you want a glass of wine <laughs> yeah yeah so what have you done today oh <laughs> um yeah so I went to the beach oh great great so you uh you live in LA <laughs> I live in Pasadena shut up how about you just shut up every single that someone bring a waiter brings over a glass of wine to her <laughs> thank you so much you know who hey. this reminds me of who goes to target for fun yes <laughs> well she kind of met a match huh oh what <laughs> it is seriously these people oh. kate and i've met in our lives some of them need to fucking lock themselves in target and rot there but anyway um <laughs> it is, really didn't just she live in fullerton didn't she live in Fullerton? She got lost on the way up there. She's like, oh, I went on the wrong freeway, which really I used to do that in LA, but she's late because isn't that her? She's late. I think you're right. I think you're right. I I just need one of them. I say that because I have a Fullerton mini little story. So when I was in LA, I did a lot of improv. I was on a couple teams, indie improv shows all around town. And we got invited to do a show in Fullerton because one oh. of our one of our members went to school there, and it was this. It was a really cute theater. Let me show. guess, Chapman was it Chapman? I think so. Yeah, I always Chapman. Yeah. And we decided to go to this college bar mm-hmm. before the show to have a couple yeah. drinks. And uh oh, when I tell you, I was a Fullerton ten. I had. My teammates were cracking up. I literally had like five people approach me. <gasps> what? I mean, no, not that I'm surprised you have five people approach you, of course. Hang on, you're saying that you just went in and there were just like men everywhere. Yeah, they were They were literally just coming up to me and being like, can I get you a drink? Can <gasps> I get your number? Like, and we were laughing about it all night because I said that. I'm like, guys, I'm, I'm an LA 8 and I'm a Fullerton 10. <laughs> Lies. You are a 10, 20 everywhere. <laughs> but that is very good to know because you know what? Emily reflects the Fullerton uh, gauge. <laughs> Emily, Emily, Emily. Now, mm-hmm. the fact that Kate said, wash, question, was she from Fullerton? This woman comes off, first of all, the nervous laugh. And, uh, and I'm right. I, well, shock, shock that I think I'm right Be, about the nervous laugh. I, it's, it's not that I think, oh, I'm very sorry. You know, someone's feeling awkward and I don't like people feeling awkward. Trust me, I have my moments. It's that um, I don't trust it. I have something innate in, in me that is like, I don't trust your moral character because you're a nervous laughter. Now, look, call me kookadoo on that. But I think I could write a dissertation and back it up with case studies because this Emily fills it in and girl that goes to Target for fun 100% fills it in. Poor moral character. Emily. It's not just a a nervous laughter, Mm. little chuckle here or there. It's people that do it all the time. Or it's It's like, what are you hiding? Hiding. And that's what she was. So you see her. And at first you're kind of like, I just put completely secretive. She didn't answer questions properly. You Mm-mm. see her in her um, interview, right? Cause the producers ask questions and the producers are like, um, because I mean, we'll cut to it. They met and Emily was who the parents chose. Yeah. And he, the way that he, it happened, like that she was, 
picking out a wedding dress and the parents are like, are you ready to propose? I mean, this is all cuckoo. And so he walks into it, this wedding shop and he has a ring in his hand and she comes out and she, they're like, this is who we picked. And he's like, oh, will you marry me? And she's like, sure. And then they get married a couple of days later. But what starts to happen is they pick her and the parents are like, oh, this is great. You know, this is all good. And they start saying, so are you going to get your parents? What do your parents think? Oh, I haven't told them. Okay. Okay. You're going to tell them or are you going to come to parents? Are they going to come to the wedding? Oh, uh, no. What about your friends? Oh, <laughs> once again. <laughs> uh, no, I'm not going to tell them. Why not? <laughs> oh, yeah, maybe, you know. No answers, just this laugh and no concrete answers. And the producers are like, do you have any siblings? And you could see in her eyes, it was that I don't want to reveal anything. And she's like, oh, um, yeah, yeah. Did you go, are they married? Yep, yep. Did you go to their weddings? Yep. Do you think they're going to be sad? They're not coming to yours? Um, And instead of just saying yes or no, her answer was, I don't know how they would feel. You'd have to ask them. Just so avoiding anything. So my heckles were up. You had the nervous laugh. You had her face, which I didn't trust either. And then um, she's just evasive about everything. So the wedding comes. She has nobody there, Kate. Nobody. And she's already said these parents are idiots as well. When they, they picked her and then they're like, hang on, maybe this isn't a good sign. Well, at the wedding dress shop, when she's still picking out yeah. her dress, the mom, is, yep. she tells us, she goes, my mother's intuition is going off and I know there's something going on with Emily, but I'm not sure what it is. So no one says anything. Nope, nope, nope. nope. Keep, no one keep says moving anything. forward, push keep forward. Keep going, keep going. So the thing about Mitch that I did actually feel semi-endearing towards is not just that he reminded me of someone that I liked, but someone that I feel he was earnest about wanting this. I mean, he really is pretty, he's a very plain type of guy, an ordinary guy. And he just was like, I just, I have a job. I like it. I want to live here. I'm ready to get married. And look, it's 31. It's an immature brain as well at 31 because he didn't, Excuse I don't me. know. <laughs> for men, for men living in Los Angeles. Oh so yeah. Correct, Los Angeles 31 year olds are 20. Oh yeah. 20, 20. Yeah. So dude, you're not ready to get married, but he just was like, I just want to get married. I just want to get married. Anyway, so I have the wedding. Now we've got to talk about this wedding. The wedding was ridiculous. Like it was like a, they're full on weddings, like catered affairs, flowers. It's not a cheapo courthouse or anything, right? It's like no. a lot. Yeah. So they get married and they kiss at the altar. And you're just like, something I realized as well is she probably doesn't even know what her last name's going to be. That was something that I thought about <laughs> as well. Like maybe she doesn't even know what her last name's going to be. No, they don't but, know. Like, she no. not know anything. I know anything. Now, we find out that he, I think he owns or was renting a townhouse in Culver City, which is fine. He had a roommate, fine. Mm-hmm. But, but roommate. Just, yeah, well, we'll get to that. This is what happens. And I love it. This is what redeemed the show. The camera follows him constantly. So you see them, they do the dance and they do all of that. And then there's the end of the reception. And usually most shows on TLC would be like, okay, cut cameras. The cameras follow them when they're like, they're two people that are semi-sober at this point and dancing all night and celebrating this with a complete stranger. And then it's like reality. And she's like, oh, so um, we're going back to your house. He's like, yeah, yeah, we'll, we'll get in the car there. So they're in like an Uber. 
and they're just driving there and she's in a fucking wedding dress going back to a house she's never been to before to sleep in the same bed with the guy she doesn't even know and she's married and so she's like oh so you see them so awkwardly walking through his front door there's dirty dishes in the sink they sit on a so that was something I couldn't get over but was there a duvet Pauline (laughs) I think there was I think it was a duvet so that was fine but I'm thinking hang on she's coming back from her wedding night there's probably a roommate in the other room or he's going to come later back later she sat on a sofa dirty dishes there was even like old beer cans like shit you not in the background and then he's like all right should we have a drink and she's like yep sure sure <laughs> sorry she was like ah, yeah yeah so they ha- so she has a glass of wine he's like want to go to bed and she's like ah, yeah and you're just like this is the most awkward horrible thing and then they just lie you see them like lying down in bed going oh wow that was great wasn't it yeah they just got married they just got married for a TV show. And he genuinely thinks it's going to work. He is so, he's just like, I think this is going to be good. It's going to work. So I'm going to speed this up because I've got to tell you my story with this as well. So anyway, then you see them go on like a honeymoon kind of thing. And they go to Santa Barbara or somewhere, right? And they're in this nice Airbnb place or whatever. And they're having, you first start to see it because they're having lunch. And just already, the, already she's out. Like, that's what I felt like. And they start having a conversation and you forget it's the main word here is logistics. He's like, well, where do you live? Do you live in a house? Do you live in an apartment? She's like, um, everything evasive. I, an apartment. Oh, okay. Where? And she, I think she was Pasadena or something. He's like, okay, cool. So should you move into mine? Because they're married. You're going to move into my house. Should I move into yours? And she's like, um, don't know. And he's like, well, you've seen my place. You know your place, which is better. Um, <laughs> um, <laughs> yeah. And you're just like, sorry, did I miss a beat here? And he's equally as confused. He's just like, what is going on here? And then she's, he, he's like, hey, do we get a joint bank account? Like to, to pay for bills if we move in? She's like, um, I don't trust you. And I wouldn't trust you with my money or something along those lines. And he's like, what? whoa, um, I know we've just met, but we've just committed to like marriage, dude, marriage. So you're like, hey, something weird is going on here. Then it cuts to a couple of days later, whatever the time frame was. And he's like, I'm finally going to meet one of her friends because he met nobody that knew her, nobody. So he's like, I'm going to meet some of her friends. So he's his friend is having a pool party and they this friend comes over, right? And I was telling, I was talking to my other friend about this whole situation. I was saying it was basically kind of someone that would have been me, super opinionated, <laughs> loud, got a little bit drunk. And she's at this pool party and um, the Emily and Mitch go into the kitchen and this drunk me, uh, the drunk friend goes to one of his friends. So let's just talk about the elephant in the room. And his friend's like, all right, uh, what elephant? And she goes, well, he's gay, right? And this friend, and of course the camera straight on them in the kitchen, luckily. And you just see, you see Mitch's entire face drop. Like just what is going on? And this friend doesn't say yes or no, by the way. No. Which was really an, like if someone asked me, you just automatically go, shut up, first of all, don't be so rude. And he's straight and he's married to my friend. Like your friend, that's what's going. He was just like, um, 
but you could say he was just so shocked at how rude this was but he's like um you know why would you it was like why would you ask that it wasn't like you're rude don't say that he's straight no he's i i wrote it down he goes um mitch uh He's very comfortable in his own skin. Yeah, he, yeah. he doesn't care what anyone thinks. Um, he loves women. And I'm like, I have a theory. And listen, I know you're not supposed to like speculate on sexuality, blah, blah, blah. But like, blah, blah, blah. we're talking shit about a show. Yeah. I think maybe he's bi. Yeah, I think it could be possible. I think yeah. he could be bi. I think yeah. he could. Just and they the didn't way, want to say it. Yeah. It was yeah, it was just the way it was all phrased. He was like, yeah, he he does love women. But you're waiting for, but and waiting for, yeah, yeah, <laughs> you kept waiting. Yeah, you're right. Maybe. That's a good point. It could be. And Maybe. so what happened is, is luck. you know, this guy stood up for himself. He comes, he comes out, he kind of hears it. And then he, so he says to Emily, you need to go and say something to your friend quite rightly. And she's like, she <laughs> uh, uh, says nothing and walks out. And then Mitch walks out and goes, so what's kind of stood up for himself? It's like, what's kind of going on here? And she goes, well, I was just asking, you know, are you, are you gay? I just thought you like a little bit gay. It was so insulting and stuff. She was was. Saying. I would never speak like that, by the way, right. when I compare myself, I would never speak like that. But she just, the way she spoke about sexuality, is he a little bit gay? Shut up. Um, and so he's just like, um, I'm not. And I think you're being really rude. He handled it perfectly. Mm-hmm. And this Emily just stood there. Didn't say a single, didn't even have a nervous giggle, didn't say anything. And then Mitch walks off. Then we cut to it, Mitch being interviewed, and he's like, um, and he just looks like so mortified and so upset. He's like, Yeah, I um I haven't even heard from Emily in four days. And the producers are like, What? You have she hasn't caught no. He's like, She's never been in touch with me. I walked off that night and um I haven't heard from her. I just I'm so angry. I don't even know what to do. And she's coming over today so we can talk about it. And okay, she comes over, huh? Wait, we forgot to say he also what? at this pool party gets thrown in the pool and he's like upset. He gets thrown in the pool and he's he like, does. He I'm, does. I'm cold. I'm freezing cold. I'm going inside. And then yeah. that's, and then they start talking about him. And the both those two girls were like, well, you know, I just, I'm from wherever the fucking yeah. over there, you know, men are just like, oh, Ugh, men are that's like, what she said. Oh, it was so gross. She's like, it I'm was from gross. Michigan where men are, shut up. Yeah. You're right. And then Emily anyway. comes over, Kate. Yeah. And yeah. I've never seen an example of gaslighting more clearly than what this piece of shit did to Mitch. I wrote, this is a masterclass in gaslighting. Exactly. It. Yeah. Do you want to go? Do you want to take it? Talk, talk us. I transcribed the whole thing. <laughs> okay. We have a lot of time on our hands. <laughs> <laughs> this is the best couple, I think. It was like it was. It, it was, was the most the interesting. Other, the other ones we're gonna speed through because this is the this is really the meat and potatoes of this this whole show. Go ahead. So they're interviewing her before she goes over there, first mm. of all. And the producers are like, So what are you gonna say to him? Like, what do you have to say mm. about all this? And she goes, eh, nothing. I <laughs> I have nothing to yeah. say. Nothing to say. Bitch, like, what? Like, what? And so then she she like goes in there and he's like, yeah, hi. Like, and they sit down on the couch and she's he's like, so I'm paraphrasing this part. I don't have it written down, mm-hmm. but he's ba- he's basically like, so that was kind of messed up that like 
your friend was being really out of line and Mm -hmm. like, I felt really uncomfortable about the stuff she was saying about me and you refused to stand up for me or like get her to stop. Mm -hmm. And this woman responds and she says, you didn't even recognize that hmm, maybe my wife would be upset about this. Did you? And he goes, did you ever say sorry about this whole thing? And she goes, yes. And he goes, I don't know if you heard this. He goes, girl, no. I don't. <laughs> and then I she's like, so you don't think that someone questioning your sexuality offended me? me? And you're honest. Yeah, clearly it didn't. You left. We were watching this. I'm sure we were having so I was just going, is this a joke? How can this bitch, this guy was being gaslit so just without any affront. She was like, she was smiling through it as well. This girl is fucked up. And she's she was he even said, You're smirking. And she's like, <laughs> What about me? This guy had been insulted. He had been insulted by her friend and her genuine response was, yeah, but what about my feelings? I, 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 I she goes, she goes, it, she goes, um, oh no, it doesn't hurt my feelings one bit that your own friends question your sexuality. It's her friends. First of all. Yeah. She goes, oh, that's fine. He goes, they didn't, they don't about his friends. He's like, they don't question it. And she goes, I'm here living with you and your friend not feeling welcome. And he's like, he's like, you have been so welcomed here. That is a thousand percent your fault that you don't feel welcome. Like I've welcomed Mm -hmm. you. This whole thing is a game to you. Mm -hmm. You're Mm -hmm. smiling this whole time. Mm -hmm. And he's like, okay, well, we're done then. Okay. Mm -hmm. Okay. Well then goodbye. Bye. It's like, she put the ring on the counter and left. And he was genuinely upset and he was, you know, he was astute enough to say to his roommate afterwards when he, I mean, he just goes really upset by all of this because remember, it's not just him. He's like, my parents spent a long time doing all this. They're going to be heartbroken. But Mm -hmm. he said to his roommate, he goes, you know, the fact of the matter is when I look at it is that she did this, realized she wanted out very quickly probably said to her friend i mean i know how it all works she probably said to her friend i think he's gay dude like i don't want to do this i don't want to be here just say so i think all of that was set up to some degree mm-hmm. um i think the she probably planted a lot in this friend's mind and the friend got drunk and was like come on you're gay and just said it mm-hmm. and this emily went this is a great time for me to exit and that's what happened yeah i feel like she she one night was cruising the web mm-hmm. she saw the application for this she was on like benadryl or something and sure. some drugs some like sleeping medicine and she was like yeah i'm gonna sign up for this this will be funny yeah and then just showed up to film and was like this <laughs> what am i doing what am i you doing know, what her face what all the this? time is like <laughs> now oh go on kate hang on do you have more to say about her just one last thing go She's, her final interview She's sitting with the producers. The The producer goes, so are you questioning his sexuality? And she just says, well, (laughs) I already said this off camera. I'm not saying it on camera for anyone to use. Yeah. Yeah. Girl, what? 
you might as well have just said yes. I know. Like, that says it all. She... And then the producer, the producers tries to press her for more information. She mm. goes, no, actually, you know what? I'm done. And she walks off. And the producer's like, oh, okay. Now, anyways. It was, are you ready for the background and the stuff I have to tell you? Buckle up, listeners, buckle up. So I was so disgusted by her. A little bit of rage going on. And I was like, what happened to them? Obviously, that was that was genuinely the last time they ever saw each other. So I start going on to see what the aftermath was. And I saw old Twitter and old Instagram, right? And she had posted Instagram in response to Mitch. Mitch had tweeted, I think it was tweeting. He had put um, to some fan or whatever that, or viewer um, had said, you know, what actually happened? And he goes, um, I didn't even realize she was an actress um, and or pursuing acting. I had no clue. I found it out afterwards. And so in her response, she wrote this really nasty message that was like, I producers knew I was an actor. I wasn't acting this, but that I, my career was pursuing acting. The producers knew, he knew, it's all over my, it was all over my social media that I'm an actor. Everybody knew he's just lying. And um, then she goes into the story about how his friend came back with a ton of girls one night and they were off their head on Molly and they tried to crawl into bed with her. Like this huge elaborate story. She's like, there was so much more. There was so much more, just nasty, right? So I'm on her Instagram and then I'm like, and then I find her Instagram. So I start looking at her Instagram and she's still, I don't think she's in LA any, no, she's, I think she's still in LA and she's done a couple of short films and then she's done these super cheesy, like Fabio romance novel, like photo shoot covers. Anyway, so I was just going mm-hmm. through Kate mm-hmm. and I was going through Kate. And I was going through it and I'm seeing all of this. And she does like a lot of like repeat photos of a photo shoot from like six years ago on there and stuff. And she's a struggling actress, whatever. And I'm going down, I'm going down. And for some reason I kept going, right? And I was like, why am I going through this bitch's Instagram, whatever? So I'm going, going, going. And I'm just like, there's going to be something that she said that was really nasty about him, right? So I'm getting nearer to the time when they filmed. As I'm going through her Instagram, there's one photo that stands out to me because um, she's standing next to my ex-boyfriend. Stop. The drummer? No. Which one? No. (laughs) (laughs) No. The one you went to university with. Okay. So... I'm losing my shit. So viewers, just listeners, just FYI, this is my most recent relationship that I ended. And very Mm. recently, Kate went to, you know, this is how Kate and I met. So Kate, okay. I see this photo. I drop, my eyes go to the ground and I'm like, this is a joke. Sorry. What? And I look back on the Instagram. She had, it was her and him from like four years ago and it says underneath it great day shooting pretending to be a mum and I look and my ex who's a struggling actor as well um was on a shoot for Costco like a Costco thing and he played her husband guys I can't make this shit up I I can't make it up um shook 
Wow. I grabbed my phone to text Kate and I was like, you got to do this live. You got to do it for the listeners. You got to do it for the potty. Oh my God. <laughs> I, when I say to people, LA, first of all, is the tiniest, massive, sprawling city in the world. It's just tiny. Second of all, I have told you about my, Kate knows all about my connections with the other world, with my mysticism, with my premonitions, and just with this general life of coincidence. I've told Kate many times, like, I will th- watch a celebrity on something for like three days and then I'll go and see them when they're having coffee, like bump into them having coffee or something. Like, oh, yeah. it was like the other day. Okay, I was watching something with, you know, Peter, I don't know what his last name, Peter Franchinello or what at Franchinelli is the big nose, good looking guy. He was in Twilight. I think he played the dad in Twilight. Oh, oh, yes, 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 yes. yes. Very handsome. I had seen him on like this series and I'd watched it like it was background shows. I saw him three days ago in um, Sweet and Salt in Toluca Lake. I turned around and he was stood there. And he has a massive ass, but I don't mean that. She's really weird. It was really weird. He was like leaning and he had these really tight shorts on. And I don't mean like he was chunky or anything, but he had a very formed, pert behind let's say that and I was like that's interesting Hmm. but I had just been watching him for like a week on a tv show and I walk in there and I see him this is the kind of stuff that happens I'm watching this tv show about this woman and she sticks out so much because she's so abhorrent and then I see she's with another abhorrent (laughs) now it's my podcast (laughs) Kate and I could say what we want our podcast we could say what we want I don't um, know if I can move on I'm gonna have to Kate, just lay down and process this you don't understand listeners it was cuckoo and I just kept going through Instagram I don't know why I was just like I just want to see if there's something maybe because I was like there's got to be something about the show like around the time maybe she said something else and I just see this photo and she stood there with my ex-boyfriend and I'm like this I have no words. I I want to say something funny and clever, but I'm honestly like, I don't listeners. I mean, that's you don't have to. I will say that Mitch, I checked him. He now lives in Austin, Austin. where you are. Yep, and he's selling um, solar power. So if you need any solar power, go to Mitch. Yep. He, I was looking at, I looked at his all through it and I was looking for some kind of tidbit. He does comment to his followers a lot and Mm. has a baby no I saw him with the baby that was I think that was a friend's I did see that one because I was like oh did he have a kid well someone commented and they were like is this your offspring and he said yes but maybe he was kidding because you don't see you don't see any relationship on it at all but maybe he had it some other way I don't know but um Hmm. I'm hoping to run into him and I might because I, he frequents places that I've been. He was like on a hike at Sculpture Falls, which I go to. And I was like, I would love to become friends with him and pick his brain because God, what are we? We're just forming something here. We need to reach out like we did with Corey, darling Corey. Let's reach out to him. See if we can get an interview. Yeah, I really like him. He would him. be a great one to get an interview with Kate. He would. And guys, I just want to clarify. I don't want to like put on him like, oh, he's definitely bisexual. I just thought like, maybe that is it just because the friend was waffling so much. Yeah. And yeah. I was like, maybe he's more fluid than he wants to say on TV. Exactly. A lot of people- Who gives a shit? It's private. And- 
and also, yeah, it's private. And I'm just, I'm saying it here just because we're discussing kind of the interaction and it was, it was interesting, but like in person, I would never be like, so what's the deal with who you like to fuck? It's like, exactly. Yeah, exactly. We, yeah, no, I completely agree. I think we should reach out because he does, he did seem a really nice guy and he was into it and she just monster um anyway so that's that story so everyone we can breathe a little bit we have uh one more and then we need another break i know so do i i know i need i need another little sparkling water um we'll go through this next one very quickly and then we'll go to a break okay so the last person that we had on married by mum and dad there's two more oh fuck really who i have christina and who else john who john Oh, oh god i have so little written here john which one was oh god that was he won't take long yeah okay why don't you take us into christina okay so christina this is in charleston south carolina no no Um, sorry i didn't mean to do that noise for charleston i did it because i'm reading about her and her dad like the birds and the bees and one one, two three oh god okay bravo bravo fucking bravo bravo so okay charleston her dad and her stepmom are picking Mm -hmm. for her um let's see brett kevin okay oh (laughs) my favorite part about christina's was when she they they end up picking or wait why was she on a bachelorette party and then she ends up marrying someone else right okay so she has her dad by the way is called daryl i just want to leave that d-e-r-a-l-d daryl i mean i need to ask all americans listening do you literally just pick consonants and uh, and vowels and just shuffle them up and make a name out of them because I mean, i'm confused at this point it sounds better with your accent because <laughs> daryl daryl but you're like daryl like it's daryl daryl very unusual i anyway. wrote she works like she moved to charleston she says she has her own business that's like a travel agency um and i just wrote she wears bumpets and is mm-hmm. dressed as though she googled how to dress like a professional woman that's like a shift dress from like marshall's and she just i didn't get what she was wearing and why why are you like that i just wanted to say why are you like that that's that's so accurate it's like i just blouse and pinstripe pants exactly it was bizarro and um i just yeah i did write i just don't get her and this father like infantilizes her and like wanted to marry her i'm gonna get really dark but he was in love i mean some of these parents sorry it fits it's like okay you are obsessed with finding someone who you want to marry them and no one's good enough because they're not you (laughs) yeah like he's like oh my little baby oh you're looking so good baby that's what he said to her you're looking okay i'm making it very great <laughs> i'm making it very humber humber but it was very it was a lot um so anyway they said the reason you're asking kate why did you go to bachelorette what happens is is they pick someone who is like uh sure and they're like oh you're gonna be so good oh, accent you're gonna be so good to my baby and then she goes in a bachelorette 
She gets her makeup done. Gets her hair done. She's got a wedding dress on. She's waiting in the waiting with her parents chatting before she's going to go down the aisle. He turns up and goes, you know what? I just, I don't, I can't get married. And she's like, oh, um, okay. Uh, well, I'm a little bit disappointed, but thanks for letting me know. Sorry. <laughs> she had like no, no real emotions about anything. Cause I'm th- I saw the bat. I didn't see that part. We skip around guys. Yeah. And I was on the bachelorette party. She's just like she's a she's a woo girl. She's like woo, that's your party woo. Like she's been waiting for this party bus the whole life and the stripper pole, the stripper pole, the dick necklaces, whatever. And her friends are just kind of staring at her. They're like, so yeah, like what's this all about? And she's like, oh, I've only met him one time. And her friends are like, what? What? Their eyes are saying it all. They're like, what the fuck are you doing and she's just like yeah isn't it crazy and they're like okay and then so okay so he doesn't marry her and then then uh, tom yeah because she's like so i mean first of all how good are these friends that are on her bachelorette party that didn't even know she was going through this process by the way this is a girl this is the perfect her name shouldn't be christine should be I want a placeholder. This is the perfect example of that girl. Mm-hmm. She's like, I just want to get married. I want a bachelorette party. Whoever turns up at that wedding chapel, I don't give a shit because I can walk around and buy from Target Mr. and Mrs. Pillows. Like that's exactly what she's like. They These people who go to Target for fun, it's like they are the star of their movie and literally everyone in their life is an extra just an extra absolutely there's no co-stars there's no like anything it's just extras and her absolutely so then they she's like you know what i want to try again and daryl is like okay 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 baby um we'll try again and they find possibly the most the most boring man that's ever been placed on earth. I'm sorry. I mean, am I sorry? Look, all I'm going to say, <laughs> I had to think about that for a second. Honesty, guys, honesty. I think he wasn't someone that would walk into a room and you would notice. Let's just say that. You just probably wouldn't notice him. He, he dressed. He doesn't command a room. He, he does so much nicer. So much nicer than he's the most boring man. <laughs> no, I mean, I put Tom, shy, boring, sweet, I guess. Ooh. That's my description. Just wearing clothes that you think. Look, she, right, she, to both of them is how they dress. She Googles how to dress like a professional woman. He Googled how to just get lost in a crowd it was like cargo beige cargo long shorts whatever they're called then a, a t-shirt and then a i call them polo shirts what do you call them here i don't know what they're called shirts over the, i've been I've been here like 10 years and i still the, the language color? barrier polo. yeah it's a polo shirt. um you do call a polo shirt like a ralph lauren but his was mm-hmm. not ralph lauren okay no. it's like a polo shirt and that's what he was wearing and he's just like, there's just nothing there. There's no style. There's no individuality. It's like just how you would draw a map. Like if I got a piece of paper and I can't draw it and I just drew a man and a face, that's what you look like. Yeah. Just picture the most, picture 
a white guy, the quietest white guy from your graduating class in high school. That's him. Like, <sighs> it's just, it's just like plain. And yeah, he, I feel like his mom still buys his clothes. She just like, yes. goes, she goes to Costco. Yes. It's like, yes. She just gets the six pack of different of, colored primary colored shirts. And absolutely. Bulk underwear. Yeah. Bulk, bulk. Um, so I didn't bother writing anything else. They got together and she got exact. She just wanted to be called a princess. Oh, I mean, it's guys, it's basically everything Kate and I will pick it against is what this woman was and this guy. So they ended up, I don't even know what happened to them afterwards. Did, you, did they stay together? Did they get married? Did you see the scene where they're crossing the threshold into their new home? No, did he drop her or something? What? So they, much like the, the other couple, they get a ride home. She's in oh, her God. wedding dress. And... So they're standing like a few feet in front of the front door and he just kind of turns to her and he's like, should I, well, I should probably, I should probably, I should, I should probably pick you up and, and walk you through our front. Uh, this is our front door. Welcome home. And so he's like awkwardly scoops her up and like, he's like tipping her so they can fit in and they get through the door. And he has one of those awful, like no decoration, generic houses. Oh, There's like a quote unquote bar on the counter and it's like college style where it's just oh, like all these different bottles lined up on the counter, kitchen counter. And he like, he walks her to the bedroom and he's like, Oh, do you want me, do you want me to help you take off that dress? And she's like, <gasps> no, uh, well, oh. she kind of, she wants to say no, but then she realizes that it's yeah. like one of those dresses with a thousand buttons. And she's like, well, well I guess I do need help (laughs) but just don't touch me just don't touch me and so he's sleeping on the couch she's in the bedroom it's just awkward as fuck yes he's so boring listen Kate I'm just so glad we have the opportunity to do this podcast because it makes us realize apparently we're so perfect that we can just rip the shit out of all these poor people I do have I do have a conscience listeners I, I I genuinely do and I do sometimes listen to myself and go, I just spent an hour talking shit, but, but it's Kate and I's podcast. We formulated it so we could do what we wanted and we're doing what we want. So that's all, that's all I'm going to say about that. And, and come to our, come to our live shows. That's, that's what I learned about these people <laughs> that they're boring. I learned that they're boring on the learning channel. So, oh, all right. We have one more. Do you want to do this, this weird, intense dude called John Patrick Bateman? Vibes. Totally. Totally. He, the first thing we meet him, he's described literally the opening of that movie. He's describing his extensive exercise routine. <laughs> he's literally, he's like, he's one of these people who just scrubs themselves clean for like 20 oh, minutes and then he's horrible like, horrible looking. And then I lift weights oh, every horrible. single day and I run for 40 minutes every single day. And you're just like, okay. You know um, what that told me immediately, Kate? What? He was a fat kid. I mm. would put about $3,000 or very specific. I put $3,000 betting that he was a fat kid. You look at his parents' genetics. You, I, you see here. The genetics are there. You see his build and his intensity mm. with everything about working out. He was a yeah. fat kid. Guarantee yeah. you. Yeah. So his parents are Joe and Lori. Um, they were, I love them. They mm. were really nice. They were so mm. nice. They were, yeah. they've been, <laughs> I mean, I'm not enamored by anyone on this. So it's well, really hard. compared to some of these parents. True. So 
they were married for, or they've been married for 38 years. Mm -hmm. Um, they seem pretty happy still. They, you can tell that they amuse each other. They're, um, I think they're from Denver or something. Yeah. Um, so, uh, they have an outdoors meetup with these prospects Chandler. Once again, the names, a girl named Chandler. I've never heard anything like it in my life. I really haven't. She shows up to this. Listen, guys, there are, it's like a hiking trail. It's by <sighs> maybe like a river or something, a lake. And there it, it, it's an outdoor. You wear hiking boots. You wear tennis shoes, hiking boots. Yeah. She shows up in shorts and wedge heels. It's like, what are you doing? And then the mom's like, oh, she wearing heels. She's so cute. I'm like, I would judge the hell out of her. Oh, <laughs> like, what are you Anyways, so whatever. She, they pair her, they pair him with Chandler and um, he doesn't even like her. I mean, he's no. horrible. To, he, he doesn't like anyone apart from himself. There's this yeah. scene where they're driving. They have nothing in common. No. He doesn't even like look at her when he's, this is what I'm telling you. I'm telling you right now. He was a fat kid that was bullied in high school. He, it really affected him as he would, which is terrible. And what he did is he wants his revenge on women. I don't think he likes women. He's extremely arrogant. Yes. He is got a very, very intense face. He's not my cup of tea. I'm sure there would be some women that would find him attractive. I'm sure, but he's not my cup of tea, but he's arrogant. He doesn't look you in the eye. He's untrustworthy and he's out to make a point by getting as buff as he can to show all the high school buddies. And he doesn't even like, he really didn't like us. So he's like, you know what? This isn't even really working. So I don't think we should get married. And that was kind of him. Yeah. I mean, I mean Madame Tussauds just... wax figure yeah. come to life. I mean, he was like chiseled, but in a sort of wax. It was odd. Way. He, he yeah. really unnerved me. You said Patrick yeah. Bateman. That was like perfect. I didn't, yeah. I didn't, yeah. I didn't like him at all. Um, so let's do pounds of learning. What are you thinking? I didn't even write it. I keep forgetting to write down pounds of learning. What are you I'm thinking? Learning. Hmm. Hang on a second. Have we still got season two to do? Oh, fuck. Okay. We've still got season two to do. Well, I only really watch. We can rush through Devin and Ursula. Yeah, Devin and Ursula. Okay, yeah. Listen, we're gonna take a quick break, um, listeners. We're gonna go refresh our drinks. We'll do season two, and then we'll be on to the second program. We'll be right back. Hello, it's Pauline here, and I am jumping into the middle of the convo very quickly to first of all thank you all for listening and supporting us on our podcast journey so far. And to let you know, um, we have a new segment we're preparing for ongoing potty episodes. We have a call to action to anyone listening that can become one of our agents in the field. In future episodes, we will be including stories and tales sent in by you, our dear listeners, to give us the inside scoop. If you or anyone you know of has been on a TLC show, worked on a TLC show, has been a long-suffering PA on a TLC show, or has just any kind of insight and knowledge of what goes on behind the scenes, we want to hear from you. All submissions will be kept completely anonymous. Just email us at tenderlovingcarepod at gmail.com. You're amazing. And back to the show. Okay, we are back with season two. So, Kate, who have we got? We've got Devin Duggan. We with uh, so we've got Bethany. Um, we and we have Tarn Tarny Tarny. That's it, right? 
Bethany, uh, Bethany, Marissa. Duncan. Oh, God. Is that someone? Yeah, exactly. Oh, that was the gun range one. Okay. Yeah. All right. So let's get through this big grudgingly. I want to get to the Wheel of Shame, Kate. I just got a little excitement there. The Wheel of Shame. We've got to get to her. All right. So we start with Devin. Devin is 26. 26 years old. And I'm saying that, first of all, because of Kate and I's rule about marriage, but also just because, really? 26? <laughs> like, she's like a Jesse from 90 Day Fiance 26. <laughs> Age unclear. <laughs> Devin and Jesse need to check their birth certificate. Something is off. Um, he had played professional football for a little bit, I believe. He was living in Florida. His parents, Lisa and Frank, first scene, ladies. We're just going to give you an image of what he is. First scene. We see it topless. Barbed, barbed wire tattoo. He's got angel wings tattooed on his back. He's putting on white jeans and a very low scoop neck T-shirt. So that's probably giving you an idea. This is his second foray into reality TV, by the way. This was his second, did you say? He was on The Bachelorette. No, really? Yes. Like, before or after this? Before. Didn't, you know, didn't work out, so he thought he'd try again. Hang on, did he say that in this? Or did you, was that from your copious research? Research. Fantastic. Fantastic. Um... Yeah, that's. I've never watched The Bachelor or Bachelorette ever. Um, it's boring. Yeah. So anyway, uh, we see him and I'm like, oh, okay. All right, got a bit of an idea. He's, long story, there's a couple of people the parents um, look at, right? Then they meet Ursula. Ursula is a girl that had, <laughs> first thing she says, quote, I'm a weirdo. Nope. Nope. No, you're not. I'm not like Take- other girls. I'm not like, I'm really crazy. Don't, don't get used to this. I, I get really crazy. No, you don't. You don't. And you don't. So I like shut pineapple up. and pizza. <laughs> and I nervous giggle over two glasses of wine. <laughs> shut up. Um, so then she had already reached out to Devon via Instagram when I guess she found she'd been cast or something like that, right? Yeah, and she admits that during her interview with the parents, and they don't like that, especially the dad. Mm-hmm. They they really don't like that. They're saying to us that that really shows her character, that she cheated, basically, yeah. on yeah. what they were supposed to do for the show. Yeah. But the mom really likes her more than mm-hmm. the others. And so they pick her. <laughs> so they decide to pick her. And of course, um, he had, so he had said as well, I don't know who my parents have chosen. He doesn't know Tula Alta. He does not meet any of them beforehand. Insane. He, insane. He says to his parents, there's only one girl that I know I don't have chemistry with and I'm not attracted to. And it's that girl Ursula that reached out to me on social media. Did they try to stop the wedding? Nope. No, they, they picked her. And you know, Devin, okay, if you didn't realize already with the low scoop neck, with the barbed wire tattoo, he's a man of taste. When he goes to get his wedding, what's the theme, Kate? 
Great Gatsby. Uh, guess what? No one for the rest of time needs to have a costume party or a wedding in the Great Gatsby theme. And by the way, I would love, I would love to have heard him try to even break down what the Great Gatsby was, is anything. No. He... I- I'm so sick of it. It it's it enough enough. Oh, it's enough. it's basic at this point and honestly so no one even knows what the hell they should be wearing mm-hmm. anyways. Like that one wedding show we covered. The wedding I thought about and that. And she was yeah. like, "Oh, it's 20s theme. It's great Gatsby." And then she's wearing like a princess dress. Uh, uh, no. Stupid. So we see him like setting everything up, which was kind of staged because he doesn't know his ass from his elbow and he goes <laughs> he goes in and this this wedding planner, right? I need to talk about her for a second. You could definitely tell she was from Florida. So uh, we love you, Florida listeners. Florida, not listeners, you, not you. We do not, not, not. We're not talking about this. you. Yeah. She she had a personality of a worm as well, and he was like, and she just kind of was monotone, like they. Like, this and had a chunky statement necklace on from forever 21 and greasy hair and blue eyeshadow i just want to give you a picture of her and he's like oh well actually uh i've actually had sex with her like we hooked up a couple of times and she's wild i uh i i beg to differ on that one mate but look you're the one that had sex with her so maybe it was a statement necklace Maybe it was the jet black roots. I don't know what it. What? what like, why what? is your neck turning green? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> <the> cheap metal. <laughs> oh, it. She was hard to watch. Anyway, oh, so he's like, got it all set up. Can't wait for my bride. Then they do a bachelor party. Now I want to take you through his reasoning. He's very straightforward about it. Why are you getting married? Why are you doing this? Uh, I just cheat on all my girlfriends. And uh, I've decided that by get being married, it will make me a better person. So then I, when I, what quote, when I get a wife, I won't cheat. That's how it works. Yeah. Uh, I mean, it's, he's on his bachelor party and he's like, and the the, uh, wedding planner's there as well. And he's like, well, you know, whatever will happen tonight, but I'll try, I'll try not to, uh, I'll try not to cheat. Uh, What did you do? disgusting piece of shit and just completely i mean he's dumb as a bag of rocks he's he does not deserve this girl boss ursula i don't know anything ursula was just put up ursula's someone that takes care of herself she does but has no self-respect because she ends up with losers like him what he said to her and the way he treats her so anyway she there's a time where she's getting ready it's wedding day she's getting ready in the back with her parents who are furious because they're just like, we were told yesterday you're getting married. Like these are genuine people's lives. And these parents are like, my daughter just said she's getting married. What is she doing? She's never met him. She, mm-hmm. Ursula. Yeah. yeah. My parents would be pissed. Yeah. Ursula starts having like this breakdown back backstage or whatever. And um, the mother's like, oh, she's going to throw up. And she's kind of like, see, this isn't right. This isn't right. And she stopped crying and she's going, look, I know. I mean, it, she actually says, I know I want to get married to that man out there. You don't know him. What are you talking about? Like it was the love of her life. Anyway, there was also a hurricane on their wedding day. But anyway, so 
They, it sounds like last that episode we just recorded. Did a little girl with poop on her dress walk in? <laughs> yeah, oh my two God. of them. Um, the Shining style. They just came <laughs> through the elevator. It was shit coming through the elevator. Um, so they have this this wedding, and he sees her walking down the aisle. And it was the woman he said he doesn't want the parents to pick. He starts sweating like I've never seen anyone sweat. It was pouring like the hurricane rain off his face. He was sweating so much. She's just like, oh, this is great. She's, she reminded me of a girl I used to be friends with years ago that would never, ever show any other emotion than just kind of like this until they show emotion and everything comes out and you're scared for your life. Ooh, That's scary. who this girl is. She's like, I, you know, everything's just like, okay, and I'm all right. But one day she'll like lose her shit. So they kiss and then they get to this back room and he's literally like, so how are you? I mean, they don't know each other. And she pulls out a prenup slash postnup. And I'm like, <laughs> I just, I just wrote my type of girl, which is good for her. And he, she's like, um, I just think we should sign this now. And he's like, uh, sh- uh, sure. I don't know if he can sign his own name, but he's like, uh, um, okay. So he signs it. And then they go on this honeymoon. They go to this place and you see him waking up in the morning and he's like, get on that champagne, will you? I want a mimosa. And she's like, sorry. And they're lying in bed with breakfast in bed. And he's like, they didn't bring champagne. Call downstairs. This is like, call downstairs and get my champagne. And she deliberately ignores him. And then he's like, I've asked you. This is the, <laughs> this, was a good, this is the third time I've asked you. I should... <laughs> But this is this is a problem. This is why this girl has been with absolute assholes. She doesn't think, guess what? This is a bad person. You know what she says in her interview? Yeah, he's like this now. But, um, you know, I definitely think he's like moldable. She, but once again, she wanted a wedding. That's what she wanted. Yep. And a husband. So he sat there and then she's like, well, are we going to go to the beach? And he's like, I'm not going to the beach. I'll get. This is what he said. I had to write this down. What he was trying to say is, I don't want to go to the beach. Get that. Um, he was trying to say, get that right out of your mind. That's what he was trying to say. Like, I'm not going there. Instead, he says, I'm not going to the beach. I'll get that on the forte. He he can't. Like, what? his it doesn't make his vocabulary is so poor. He didn't even know what an audio book was. She had to explain what an audiobook was to him. He's like, what? And they go to dinner. They go to the beach and she takes off her clothes. She's, a, she's in a bikini. She's a banging body. And then suddenly he's like nice to her. It's horrible, oh, right? Guys, and, he's like, to, he's, he's just like, he's hot, right? Quote unquote. But he, he's like that big buff jock that just oh. never really learned all of these emotional intelligence things. And because he's just gotten by because he's handsome and he played sports and he just was automatically popular and social skills. He's no social skills. Yeah. He's uneducated, rude, and he's a moron and he's completely abrasive to her. So she's just like, oh, all the time. So anyway, they go for this dinner and he's like, I want to go to the club. Like, he's all like, club, club, club. And she's like, well, I thought you didn't want to do that anymore. Anyway, they're at this dinner and it's so boring. That's when she says, well, I know you don't read. 
and she says to the camera, oh, he's so cute. Sorry, why is, oh, infantilizing these men as though it's some kind of prize for them to be dumb jocks. The The bar is on the floor. The bar is in hell. It is. So anyway, then he goes, then he pulls out this piece of paper of stuff he wants to do. And one of them didn't write it down one of them was just it wasn't like go and see the great wall of china um you know jump out of a plane which is moronic anyway but something like that it was he wanted to watch this movie oh yeah he wanted to watch burnt the bradley cooper movie i shit wait this is a bucket list this he out of nowhere they're having dinner and it's just silence because they have no personalities and he just pulls out his piece of paper and he goes, oh, I want to show you this. This is like a list of stuff like I, I wrote down before um, uh, the wedding, like stuff I really, really want to do. And so she's like, oh. And she looks at it and she reads out and she's like, um, what else was there on there? She goes, burnt. And he goes, yeah, yeah. Um, it's a movie like Bradley Cooper and I heard it's really good. And she's like, oh. Then what? I really wish I'd written down the other things on it, but they were all on that what level. What would they be? Let's think of Oh, a I know. Marks. No, I know one. I know one. She's reading it and she goes, game council. You want to be on a council? And he's like, mm-hmm. and of course his table manners are disgusting, right? And he's like, mm-hmm. no, no. Like, well, account. No, like I want to play that game. And she's like, oh, console. You want a game console? Kate, I wish I'd written more down. It was so and she thinks it's super she's like oh he's like a baby it's really she's an idiot he's an idiot and she moves into his house and he's like i'm really proud i haven't cheated on her it's gross i I even give it any more time they it's gross it's gross so that was them just one note uh it was i've never seen this season but he was on jojo fletcher's season of the bachelorette but he got sick and so he had to leave um so then he he obviously wanted to be on tv again so he just did this but anyways i think he did mention that i remember him saying he would no that's someone else oh, we watch yeah. so much shit tv all right let's go on to yeah marissa do you want to do marissa really quickly with her disgusting hus- uh, uh, disgusting father marissa marissa if you don't have a that's the gun range one Okay, you go. Okay. So Marissa's 27, San Diego. Her parents are Matt and Larissa. Larissa is one of those wives. Well, I think it's proper that my husband should meet with the men first and then let me know what he thinks. This dad, this is how I'm going to describe him. And guys, if you don't know this reference, please look it up and then watch this show because it's one of the greatest comedy shows that has ever been put on TV. He rem- The father reminds me, of if you're a Reno 911 fan, which all of you should be because it's utter genius, the the guy that married Weigel, who was turned out to be a serial killer, this is what the dad looked like. He spoiled a little bit of a lisp, like this all the time. That's who it was that married Weigel. It was completely exaggerated, but this guy was kind of like him, looked like him. And he decided to show one of these guys, right, to take go on a date. I'm going to take, like, no expression on his face. Looks like he's really just going to. Look, I wrote down this guy is hiring male escorts on the weekend. And I'm going to tell you why I wrote that. Okay. 
because all he talks about is being a man and I'm going to see how this guy is. So I'm going to take him to a gun range. So he takes him to a gun range and he goes, because, yeah, when I shook his hand, you know, I met him. He seems okay, but he definitely comes off as a pansy. Yeah. This dude is getting male escorts on the weekend. I put money on it. Telling you. And he just talks about how you have to be manly. Just like so much that you are like, dude, just where, you know, just come out and say it because he like wanted nothing to do with the wife was just talking about men constantly, how to be a man. Like you got to fit a man's world, get a gun, know how to speak to men. It's like, can you just calm down? Jeff, the PA will be here in a second. Just calm down. Get a gun, be a man, have a hard dick. Put it in my ass. <laughs> Seriously. Exactly. That was basically, I wrote that quote down as well. That's what you said. No, uh, well, that's interesting too, because her thing too, she's like, I want to go to be nice, but not too nice. You know, it's like, I, I want to, you know, it was when people are like, I want a man that puts me in my place. I just, all of these things need to stop guys. <laughs> It's fine. I And listen, I, I think that kind of thinking has a place in like a kinky setting and it's like a sexual situation. If you're doing yeah, like role play yeah, type of thing, sure. it's like, oh, yeah, put me in a place. Yeah, yeah, but yeah. To want that all the time, I would be going off on my partner constantly if they well, treat me like that. That's not what it means, because what it means is she wants to be degraded, verbally, verbally abusive. Like the husband would end up being verbally abusive because her self-esteem is so low. She doesn't believe in herself enough to be able to live an independent life. She needs a man to come in and tell her what to do, which is exactly what her father's drilled into her as a little girl. Exactly. Yeah. So anyway, enough of that. They don't find anyone for her. Shock horror. So Bethany. Now, Bethany is from Charlotte, North Carolina. This is this is the one that probably got me second angry. And Kate, you're probably going to know why I was so angry. Well, I just wanted to say that this is I researched all of these couples ah. to see to see just to see who is anyone still together. Mm. This couple's still together. I can buy that. Yeah. yeah. So they they're together and they have a baby named Huntley Vance. Huntley. Talk about stupid American names. Huntley Vance. I can't. This girl looked, I just wrote, she looked like Libby. Yeah. Well, yeah, I love her. No, a rougher. Look, she looked like she'd been, how can I put this politely? Like shagged through a bush backwards. She had this. Rode hard and put away wet. Just constantly having leftover black eyeliner from the night before that's what she if anyone can understand the 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 way too bleached hair oh has that vocal fry that apparently everyone in the south has they're top that is like their her voice kept giving out i don't understand this vocal southern fry thing her mum and dad take someone on a boat on the first I'm I'm clenching my microphone so hard right now. On the first date, he was a respectable, nice guy, right? And whatever they wanted and was making great conversation with them, okay? Then he said he was a Catholic. 
And these bigoted, bigoted fools said, oh, I don't know about him being Catholic. We're Southern Baptist. It's oh, completely different. God. I So That's I was in a rage. I'm a Catholic. I was brought up Catholic. I went to Catholic schools, even a convent school, guys, um, my entire life. And the fact that, that I would love them to just tell me exactly what Catholicism is about. I would love them to come with their opinions about Catholicism because they know zero. What's, what's transubstantiation? Huh? What's transubstantiation? Do you know what that is? No, because you know nothing about Catholicism. They don't even know it's a branch and part of Christianity. They they are idiots. They're bigoted. It got me so angry. I couldn't even handle it. it was I don't disgusting. know what you just said because I grew up Lutheran, but it was yeah how they dare you how could you say that about i mean what would you do if it, it was a jewish person or a hindu or a a, a buddhist right they don't right. know anything about this they don't know anything about any of these religions because they're born and raised in some podunk town and only know one thing and one thing only and she goes do you know my best friend jesus well, guess what? He's Catholic oh, and went to Catholic school, which is some of the best education you can get in the world. So you know what? He knows a hell of a lot more than you do, bitch. I love when you talk like this. Oh, I mean, that's why that's why I'm agnostic, because I just like it's not that I don't believe in God. I just think it's kind of strange to think that only the very specific branch of religion that you grew up in is like the only way that things could be well that's There's, not I mean I'll tell you no. my in my Catholic school we studied Hinduism we studied every type of religion you could imagine a Baha'i I could I could that's list cool. that that's really cool that's but what a Catholic people... education gives you but these people some people it doesn't matter what religion they are yeah completely bigots and that's what she was yeah so anyway I lost my we're not gonna get to religion we lost that oh. I lost my shit on her then they yeah. went on to this guy Matt and they liked him, which I don't know why he came on the show. He was like hung over from the night before. Like he looked like a party boy. I was like, what? And anyway, casting. Yeah, it was. Oh, and by the way, these two parents have been divorced since Bethany was like three. And the dad has been married five times, five times. And they're judging who's good. He's Catholic, so we can't have him. But, you know, I've been married five times to good Southern Baptists. And how did that work out? Marriage is sacred. <sighs> anyway, guess what? They chose a Catholic. So she <laughs> and it's and it worked out and they had a baby. So they met and honestly, they kept talking about, you know, it was love at first sight. But there was something they they just got each other. They got each other. And it seems to work. Um, Baby's cute. You know, really? Yeah. And they're still together. Yeah. It was it was interesting. Um, we have Matt. Uh, we just have Tawny left, right? I think so. Yeah. Do you want to do her? Tawny from Pleasanton, California. Okay. Sorry, scrolling. If you don't minutes. have many, if you don't have many notes, I can take it over. I have a little go, bit. She was. Just go on, and I'll mm-hmm. chime in. Yeah. So Tawny, Pleasanton, California. Apparently. 
she was 30. Now, once again, look, I don't do, I am not, none of this is age shaming. I don't know whether it was the time 2015, but then, then she goes on to say she goes fake tanning every week. I just wrote down, I didn't even know sunbed still existed because it's cancer in a box. She goes fake tanning every week. In and I'm like, 2017. Well, oh, 2017, yeah. And I'm like, no wonder she looks about, she looks about 20 years older than she was. It was, and it's because her skin's just, she takes care of herself, she works out, but her skin's been ruined because she sits in a tanning booth. It was bizarre. Wow. Um, that's a throwback. Yeah. I mean, I did that in high school a few times. And honestly, in the wintertime, it was oh, warm you, oh but, you cut out them oh oh sorry I was messing with my little um plug-in thing uh yeah I mean it was nice in the winter time but then I got a little bit older than 16 and I was like oh this is really I, bad I was I was shocked I was like I didn't even know they still existed but anyway she um and then it reminded me of did you ever watch oh no this is really going back this is the peak of reality shows when we had girls next door era which i guess is 2005 do you remember sunset tan it was a ta- it was a place in sunset plaza a tanning obviously a tanning shop and they had like these two girls that worked i don't know if you remember it, it was a guy a lot of affliction shirts a guy that like had his hair gelled up but down at the sides it was peak it was peak wow. reality tv on e it was amazing anyway um God, I wonder where all of those people are now. That's when I get, that's what I think about like two o'clock in the morning. I'll be like, whatever happened to people on Sunset Tan? Like what (laughs) happened to them? Um, So then um, she ends up, I I really skipped through this so much. She was being helped by her mum, Cindy, and her ex stepmom which is so weird um anyway because her dad didn't want to be a part of it but she'd grown up with his stepmother even though she divorced the dad and then was with a new husband whatever she ends up with this guy called matt no they go on a date with this guy called matt who said he's a director of one of the biggest software companies in the world he was like hinting it was like apple (laughs) because he was in northern california and i'm like it's apple yeah but he said he was a director this guy was not a director of apple there's no way there's no way he lived in this tiny apartment and then he comes and he can't he can't speak and when i mean he can't speak his nerves are so awful they go to this like golf range and it is one of the most awkward pieces of television they're like okay so let's um let's do some questions um do you like sports? Uh, oh, and he goes, oh, me. And they're like, yeah. Oh, um, yeah, well, uh, sports, huh? <sighs> Sport, uh, yep. It was like that. It was, he like, he was having like a nervous panic attack. It was like having a panic attack on television. It was ridiculous. So obviously like, whoa, he was completely different in his little VHS to this. It was crazy. Then um, they ended up choosing some, the second most boring man in the world who had a kid and was engaged two months previously. They had nothing in common. There was no attraction and they got married. And then by the end of the series, when they do like, where are they now? It was, um, they're still trying to figure out where they're going to live because he lives four hours away with a kid. 
Yeah. I mean, it's just, I researched them. Most of oh. my time with them was spent researching. So they, they were together for a little while, mm-hmm. but then she talks about, cause she, all these people like kind of did this interview, I think with oh. Cosmopolitan or something, and, which is strange, but, um, she's like, well, you know, it didn't work out, but we're literally best friends. She says that no, she, you call, she calls him her best friend. And then she says that she's also really close friends with Ursula. So this is they, a whole, I don't know what this world is. It, they just wanted to be on TV. Yeah. 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 Kate, how, let's get off. We are done. We've spent way too long on this. What yep. were your pounds of learning? Pounds of learning for married by mom and dad. I'm going to give it mm, to 208. I'm going 250. Okay. I'm going 250. Okay. Yeah. Guys, we're going to do, uh, you know what? Let's just dive into this one because we're, I'm itching to get quick. to Wheel of Shame. Okay. Yeah. Super, super I'm, quick. Okay. Our other show is, okay. It's called Too Fat to Transition. Mm-hmm. And here's the description given by TLC. Very simple oh. description. Oh, isn't this usually my time to do the description or read the synopsis, Kate? Oh my God. Wow. Wow. There we go. I, wow. I, <laughs> wow. Power struggle here. Power <laughs> struggle here. <laughs> trying to get two synopsises synopsi read i got greedy there very greedy all right too fat to transition was our second show (laughs) this is the really basic thing that kate was very eager to read a transgender woman and a transgender man must lose drastic amounts of weight in order to qualify for gender reassignment surgery that's more elaborate than the one i found (laughs) oh it was mine just said two transgender people must lose weight before they can get surgery Oh, I sent you this. You should have had the same one. Oh, oh, I'm sorry. Oh, that's okay. weird. I okay. Well, anyway, that anyway, that was a little behind the scenes, guys, behind the scenes. Um. So, all right. So, Kate, do you want to rush through this? I mean, I don't know how much you have. Well, left. okay, listeners, the thing about this is that we really had to struggle. We, we had to dig and find mm-hmm. what we could for this. And all that's available online for streaming this is on the TLC app, not Discovery Plus. TLC, there's one episode available. And this episode centers around two different folks. Kayla, a trans woman from New Hampshire, and Shane, a trans man in New York City. Okay, Mm -hmm. let's start with Kayla. We're just going to go through this quick because honestly, it's there's nothing to take the piss out of with this. It's it's just it's very straightforward. It's like it's a story about these trans people who are wanting to get uh, gender reaffirming surgeries Mm -hmm. and needing being told by their doctors that they need to shed some pounds because mm-hmm. it'll make the surgery go better and mm-hmm. have better. That's it. Yep. So, okay. Kayla. Um, so she, like I said, she's from New Hampshire. She talks about, um, you know, growing up, always feeling like a girl. She told her mom at a very young age, I'm a girl, I'm a girl. And her mom kind of denied that. And, um, she has had terrible experiences growing up with people telling her to unalive herself Mm -hmm. um she felt uncomfortable in her own skin and now she is ready she she wants to have the surgery and just feel more comfortable so she goes to san francisco um (laughs) this quote was awesome she's like 
I'm here because Dr. Bowers is like the Van Gogh of vaginas. Mm, yeah. Dr. Bowers was on jazz as well because she's really, really well known. Yeah. Yes. And so she meets with Dr. Bowers and tells the doctor that she would like a uh, breast augmentation and then uh, gender confirmation, AKA like bottom surgery as mm-hmm. it's kind of referred to. Um, so on the show, they, they kind of do this little diagram. They teach you, you know, it's the learning channel. So they teach you about sort of how these surgeries work. Mm-hmm. Um, so for this, they're explaining that like the penis gets, tr- this is their phrasing guys. Mm-hmm turned inside out like a sock. That's what they said. Mm. Um, and then the head of the penis is kind of like formed into a clit. Okay. Mm -hmm. Clitoris. And, um, so they're kind of showing you how it all works and then, um, they're, and then they start going over her weight. Okay. This is Mm -hmm. where they talk about that. Um, so she's two sixty five. Yeah. And doctor says she should get to 210. Yeah. So she has four months to lose 55, 60 pounds, whatever, something around there. Um, she talks about how gaining weight was a way to keep people away, deflect pain that she was feeling inside. She gets a trainer who's a total asshole. And you think? I didn't I like really- him. I don't know. Oh, I think he really was fighting for her at the end. I think he was really, I think, yeah. you know, because he, he goes, she goes and gets, you know, meets with him and, it, you know, uh, she tells him that, um, you know, she wants to need to lose this weight for her surgery. And, you know, a good personal trainer is going to hold you accountable. And Kayla did a lot of binging um, and she ran from it. Yeah. You know, she was losing weight. And I think he understood and said, she's, I think she's scared to succeed. And I think she was as well. And she was just eating too much and she was working out and then going to take a break. But instead of drinking water, she was drinking soda. And he's like, what are you doing? Like, we've got to get you to lose this weight. And she, then she bonded. I mean, she bonded with him so much because I really considered him like a brother and she would refuse. She stopped going to the gym, stopped taking his calls because she says, I've just disappointed him so much. And it was a really sad ending with her relationship with him, but she didn't lose enough weight to get the surgery. Um, what she did do is she actually, um, detransitioned for a while she's like is that what i should do and go back to live as a man and then she said you know what gender is so fluid if i want to wear my wigs i'll wear my wigs i I live how i want to and she spends a lot of time on she says like online um activism just kind of telling her story and and kind of sharing it and that's really helped her she has gained you know weight back but she seemed she was in a better headspace i think i think yeah. The struggles that she'd gone through, you couldn't even imagine. Um, and you can't unless you're in that situation. So I think, you know, I just really was rooting for if like, just be, take that risk again and f- show your face in that gym because he was helping you. She lost weight, but she just, she, she felt like she failed him and it was just too much emotionally for her. You're right. I, I was harsh there. I clearly missed the good parts of him <laughs> skipping around. Um, yeah. Yeah. I, I really liked her. I felt a connection to her. Um, yeah, I mean, that's it. And then that's kind Sh- of a, yeah. and then we have Shane. Um, so this is a trans man in New York city. Um, mm-hmm. 
He's been living as a man for nine years. Mm-hmm. Uh, he has a girlfriend named Evelyn. You're rubbing off hey, of me. I, I, I almost, I almost said called Evelyn instead of named. Oh, okay. I didn't realize that. Called. Oh, you don't say that? No. Americans a- don't say she's called. <gasps> I've no. no, no, been no. here 10 years and I just learned something new. That I, I still learn stuff about the way I speak as opposed to Americans. You just say huh. named, but I hear you say it so much. Yeah. I almost just like called Evelyn. And I'm like, wait. You, I not- guess Americans don't say that. No, named Evelyn. Named. So. <laughs> love it it was actually his fiance evelyn was his fiance oh they were engaged from the beginning oh okay sorry about that so um they're a super cute couple Mm -hmm. and um so shane really wants top surgery well both top surgery um he's currently wearing a binder to uh sort of flatten his chest but Mm -hmm. these binders you guys they're super super painful They're yep. really painful. There, there's these like very, very tight um, compression shirts, and very uncomfortable. They can. There's a lot of chafing that can happen, and they're just very tight. They're uncomfortable, and so, um, you know, they can help as sort of you know, if you haven't had the surgery yet, they can be helpful mm-hmm. to kind of give you that um, feeling that you want, that gender gender euphoria, that feeling that you you feel you are. But it's not something you want to necessarily go on wearing forever. They kind of hurt. Mm-hmm. So um, that's going on. And then he's uh, taking testosterone. So Evelyn is kind of like giving um, him the shots of that. Mm-hmm. And um, this was really nice. His insurance was covering. He tells us his insurance yeah. is covering the surgery. Yeah. Which I thought it was awesome. Because I know. I don't a know lot of people, works, so. yeah, a lot of people don't have that coverage. And mm. so that's, that's great. You know? Um, so, okay. The male, the male chest reconstruction surgery, aka mm-hmm. top surgery. Um, so the doctor is going to take the breast tissue out, reposition the nipples. Okay. So, um, Shane is, they go over the weight. Shane is five foot tiny, uh, quite short. 210 pounds and the goal is to lose 35 pounds in four months yeah and he likes Krav Maga I think I pronounced that right so he does that gets on the first episode was like oh is he gonna be whiny about this because he like quit halfway through but he gets back into it loses weight gets the surgery feels better than ever he marries evelyn which is great and evelyn is a trans woman herself and she ended up getting um her top surgery so by the end of it they'd had a lot of growth and they'd you know really moved forward and both of them had been homeless living in a shelter i mean these two were they had a lovely a very very loving relationship a very supportive relationship and it was nice to see like them getting married and then just getting the confirmation surgery that they part that they needed and wanted and um they were very they were very they were very much lighter at the end not just physically but their spirits were lighter they were more positive and it was just really nice it was very nice it was nice yeah they were a great couple 
So that was that show, guys. That was I it. mean, it, it yeah. was like it was straightforward. Yep. Like, there's nothing to poke fun at. I mean, these no people, drama. There was no, no drama. drama. No drama. Um, there was that really nice hairdresser friend that yep. went. Um, that was uh, a really good friend to Kayla that we forgot to mention. She was she was a great like side character in the show. Mm-hmm. Um, she had gotten a lot of the surgeries and was really encouraging Kayla when she was feeling super low. So it was just a lot of like highs, lows. It was a mm-hmm. journey and that's yeah, it. That's it. Um, yeah. So pounds of learning for me for that. Um, I have, I feel as though I've, there wasn't huge things I learned. I mean, I really did like seeing, um, uh, Evelyn and Shane talk about their journey from being, uh, from in a homeless shelter. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think that was really important. I wish they'd explored that a little bit more, um, because it was such an accomplishment to be where they were now. I, I really like, you know, would have liked to see more of that. Mm-hmm. Um, anything to the medical procedures, they were, they didn't really talk that much about it and stuff that I've watched before and transgender journeys I've known anyway. So I've, I kind of knew all that. Um, wasn't any big fights, unfortunately. So I'm going to give it, I'll give it two, 200. Same. 200. Yeah. 200. Right guys let's shake it off let's shake it off let's shake the energy off we got down a little bit not down a little bit but it was just pretty you know same old same old we're yeah. back to excitement now we're back to excitement we what i just had to do a stand-up hang on let me just do a stand-up what so are you wearing it looks so cute oh thanks just a, just a little dress oh. just a little dress okay. um i uh, this is the time kate and i are thrilled you guys are thrilled we're going to the wheel of shame kate um mm-hmm. now I'm going to ask you as I always do. Tell me what you'd like. Tell me what you want to ask the gods and goddesses of the Wheel of Shame for. I want more 90 day. <laughs> you do. I'm going to say, be careful what you wish for. We, okay. but we're going to break it hours. down. I mean, I know we're breaking we're it. We're going to break it down. You're right. You're right. So listeners, as you know, we are heading to the Wheel of Shame right now. That has all 113 and counting shows. Every time we spin, we spin for two shows usually. No, always. Now that we the big ones, we split up. We spin for two shows. Once um, we have watched them, they're taken off the Wheel of Shame, so we won't have any repeats. Um, we've already spoken and discussed if we get the biggies, the Dars, the Stace, the 90 Days, Sister Wives. Um, they've all been split up, so we'll do a couple of seasons at a time. I think we're ready to go myself. I want like I want something different. I want a category that we haven't had, Kate. We've done weddings. Let's think what we've done. We've done weddings, we've done babies, we've done transgender journeys, we've done more tons of morbidly obese, we've done people escaping death, we've done little um, people. Little people. I want something out of all of those characters. I like out, out of all of those genres. I want something fresh. Mm, okay. Okay. Oh, no brides, no brides, no brides, no brides, no brides, no brides, no, no No big families, blended families. Um, I will tell you one thing we haven't discussed. We may have previously one of the biggest shows that's on here that we're going to get that is going to take big people, little world, which I actually used to watch. Kate, that has 21 seasons. I can't watch 21 seasons of that. We'll have to talk about that. That's a lot. Kate, it will take no. us months. I, I don't know. That's all I'm saying about that one. It's on Ooh. there. 
All right, let's shake it off, guys. All right, let's all ask right. gods and goddesses for something good. We're spinning the wheel right now. Spinning. Spin, spin, spin. Oh, get all the giddy. Something good. Come on, please, please. And nothing like, you know, making clothes out of something. Yeah, all right. All right, this is decent. This is good, good, good. Oh, Thank okay. you, gods and goddesses. First show up, guys, for next week. Kate, write this down so we don't forget. Untold stories of the ER. Now, guys, the reason I'm happy about this is a reenactment. I think we're going to see Jeff yeah. the PA in multiple yeah. scenes. I think they, the Bobo actors from Central Casting, of which Kate and I were both a part of, um, will, <laughs> <laughs> will, will pop up here. Do you know I was in, actually, I'll tell you this, I remember this the other day, I was in a TLC reenactment. It was like sex sent me to the ER. Do you know that? I played a nurse. Way to bury the lead. Sorry. We've been friends I... for how long? We have a podcast about TLC <laughs> and you just now told me that you were on a TLC show. I literally, I remembered this about a week ago. It's like, I was on a TLC show. It's one of these horrendous reenactments and it was sex sent me to the ER. I played a nurse in it. Dude, when we get it. Is on the wheel of shame? Yes. <gasps> when we're we get it, we're going to see me. <laughs> we're going to see Pauline. And I remember the setup. It was literally like how we've joked before about the, there was, it was this weird underground studio, like all the way out in city of industry or somewhere really nuts in LA or downtown LA. Anyway, we'll talk about it, but I'm sure this was filmed there as well. Untold stories of the ER. Wow. Yeah. I can't believe I forgot. So sex sent me to the ER. Yeah. I played a nurse and it was it was just what you'd imagine. Reenactment. Reenactment TLC. It was amazing. Right, I like so the medicals. I like the medical ones. I like the ones because they're always a great laugh. Yeah. And well, sounds a bit macabre, but uh. <laughs> untold stories of the ER. Oh, do you want to check, Kate, before I spin that it's definitely on somewhere? Oh, okay. Yes. One sec. We check listeners because some of these shows that we have and that were listed on TLC and that's where we kind of gathered all this some of them are really old and then some of them aren't even that old but have just been wiped wiped from networks why unclear probably lawsuits or someone getting in trouble but um well they weren't that popular I'm not even really really not sure but um we have to check because Kate and I literally have about eight subscriptions to different streaming <laughs> platforms we do we i just signed up for another one this week um oh, and what? what don't tell me there's eight yes okay. already season <laughs> hang on i need to pull up your face i've got you hang on I've, i'm on the wheel of shame i need to pull up your face she's laughing his kate's laughing hysterically is there eight seasons it's on discovery plus good oh good there's only a, okay there's 15 seasons oh. but 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 only only season 14 and 15 are available <laughs> so <we're> thank <laughs> you lord <laughs> 15 seasons of untold stories of the they just kept renewing it 15 15 we can't get scripts sold but untold stories of the er is renewed every year for 15 years Let's get the next one. Let's get the next one. Okay, so great. So we've got Untold Stories of the ER. That's going to remove that from the Wheel of Shame. That's going to be two seasons. And we're spinning again. All right, come on. Let's do Alaska Women Looking Club. Alaska Women Looking Club. I'm closing my eyes. I'm closing my eyes. Where is it? Love off the grid. Love off the grid. (gasps) (laughs) 
I have been waiting for oh. this gem nearly as much as the DAS or Alaskan women. I catfished my kid. Guys, we have two light and fluffy ones. That's exactly what we needed from the Wheel of Shame. It always delivers. Always. I wanted light. I wanted bright. I wanted fluffy. I want stupidity. And they gave it to us, Kate. All right. Let me see how many seasons. Where are we watching it? So guys, just to remind you, um, what's the ER one called? Sorry. Untold stories. Untold Untold stories stories of the ER. Okay. So guys, Discovery Plus, go to your Discovery Plus app, two seasons available of that. And catfish catfish my kid. (laughs) Okay. There can't be that many seasons. How many people are catfishing their kid? This is a one, one offy. I think it's a one offy. What is TV special? Yes. 2017 TV special host Elliot two two sets of parents uncovered just how okay 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 yep I am in guys I'm gonna get off so I can actually watch this I am so thrilled it's on prime video do you see what the wheel of shame gives us every week it gives us something just that we ask for we ask and it delivers listen listeners the wheel of shame is a real spiritual entity. It knows what we need. We don't always want it, but it's what we need to just keep the ebb and flow of the podcast, just diverse. What, what is it that we should be talking about next week? It's parents catfishing their kids dream dream and weird things happening in the emergency room of a hospital. I'm just going to go ahead and say, there's going to be a lot of stuff stuck up asses in the er one i hope yeah so do i trust me we we wish all right guys we're gonna let you go because you are probably sick of these voices so you have your two shows for next week um we are going to plug our social media instagram and tiktok tender loving care pod find us on twitter at tlc poddy um what else where can they get uh email kate yes okay so you heard earlier, but if you have any sort of connection to any of these people on TLC, any of these shows, did you uh, work at a retail store and Jesse from 90 Day Fiance came in? What happened? Tell us, tell us, email us at tenderlovingcarepod at gmail.com. That'd be great. Guys, um, you have been amazing as always spiritually. I feel it through the mic. Um, thank you for letting us regale you with our stories, our coincidences, and give you two outstanding shows to watch next week. Um, tell everyone about the potty, please. And um, we will have a fantastic week and we will see you next week. Bye-bye. Bye. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. 
Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com slash style for free shipping and 365-day returns. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash pack for free shipping and 365-day returns.